The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the May 24th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to break down a little Eastern Conference Finals. We'll talk some Warriors coasting, talk some news and notes, All-NBA, Stubbs, Max Extensions, a little draft talk. It's supposed to be the downtime, not too much NBA action, but uh, at most we've got nine games left in the NBA season. Um, so a little bit, we'll still have plenty to talk about. With me to do so is Jonas Nader. What's up, man? How you doing, man? It's going to be nice to have a little night off so I can get some work done in this mock draft I'm going to be dropping next week. So nice. looking forward to that. Yeah, and it, uh, it feels like one, two, I was trying to think about this. Like, is there, is this the most easy one, two, three I've seen? I was going through all the drafts and I was like, I, as far as I remember, and I've covered the NBA for a while, I feel mm-hmm. like this is the most like rock solid one, two, three I've seen in my like life. <laughs> uh, I would say it's one, two, three, four. Actually, I think Jared yeah. Culver. Um, the, my favorite scouting uh, resource is the Stepien, and they have Jared Culver at two, and they have Jay, Jay Moran at four. So like, huh. there's still some wiggle room at the top. Like Jared Culver had, they they built that offense around him. He had a 33 usage rate. Like, they're calling him an Evan Turner with defense and a little bit better of a three point shooter. He only hit 33. 30% of his shots as a sophomore, but it was like around 40% as a freshman. But this guy is so, so good. And I feel like in an open workout, he's just going to crush and I think he's going to skyrocket. I think his floor right now is four. Yeah, that makes sense. Night. But again, like we don't, that pick's probably getting traded. So I feel like that's right, not, like, exactly. far from like, like number four. Yeah, like say you know, the Bulls will like go over the top and pick a point guard or something like that. So I don't know. Right, and um, the reason I say the Lakers are going to trade four, if you remember back when LeBron first went back to Cleveland and when they had the number one pick, it was like, mm-hmm. all right, see you later, Wiggins. We're yeah. taking taking uh, Kevin Love here. So LeBron's window's closing. They're they're trading the pick, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be pretty nuts. But yeah, I mean, he's his measurables are pretty nice. What I've seen, I didn't watch too much of Culver, but yeah, he, he has I, one thing I noticed. He kind of has a a long jumper. Like he shoot, yeah, he shoots. He brings the ball down a lot. So he needs to tighten that up, but. For sure. He, he makes them, though, which is mm-hmm. good. Um, any other things you want to add draft-wise? Like, we're going to talk about this, I'm sure, plenty. But, like, just quickly, what Ryan and I talked about is, like, Zion's probably going in round two for redrafts. Um, mm-hmm. I think John Morant's probably the only other guy that's considered worth a pick near top 50-ish. And then, yeah. and then we'll kind of see from there. And then, obviously, like, the Suns, Cavs, and Bulls, whoever they take, are going to have value, you would think. Well, I'll say this. Um, as much hype as Zion has, it's absolutely warranted. For example, I have about five dynasty leagues and I have a, a bunch of Luka shares. And in one of them, I got offered Zion for Luka Doncic and I'm absolutely about to take it just because a, I want to have, a, I want to have at least one Zion share and B he's worth it. Like the stats we've seen from him are just absolutely mind blowing. So really excited to see what he can do in New Orleans. Yep. Going to have awesome field goal percentage. We mentioned he was 80% uh, in the restricted area at college, 72% of his shots at the rim, still was decent as a jump shooter, 47% guess what? on jumpers, so two-point jumpers. Guess what? The best PER in NCAA history, the first one over 40 
Yeah. 40.8. It's insane. Anthony Davis, for reference, was 35. Like, insane this is just stat insane. stuffing. PR yep. is like straight stat stuffing, which is like usually yep. a high correlation to fantasy value. Mm-hmm. It would not as much efficiency, but for sure. All right, so let's talk about really, I guess, the Zion of the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> and that's Kawhi Leonard, who was just absurd, dude. On top of it, we'll talk some specifics, but. Like, it was just nuts. It was a career high in dimes, which I thought was impressive. All nine assists led to threes. So he scored her assistant on 62 points. Um, that's just monster, dude. Uh, only one turnover, too. Efficient from the field with the five threes, 89 from the line. But he just locked down Giannis and just he mm-hmm. ruined their half-court sets. Um, I got a bunch of stats I'll throw up, but I'll hand it to you from there. So just thoughts on Kawhi. We'll talk about his fantasy value in a second, but just what do you, what do you think about Kawhi? Just... Okay, as, as good as Kawhi was last night in the fourth quarter, it was just like a level we haven't seen in like yeah. years, honestly. Those back to back step back threes were like, oh yep. my. I was losing it. I was like, oh my. I couldn't believe it. And Bucks, please it's, stop switching Brook Lopez onto him. It's dude. just every time that happens, it's you're you're putting two or three points on the board for Toronto. It's just insane. So, so. quickly, I thought when Middleton didn't check in right away, I, was, I thought they were like, okay, Middleton, I saw him at the table. I was like, bring him in for Brook, dude. Like, you can't have him get switched out like that that often. Yep. You're targeting that play, man. So mm-hmm. I thought that was a poor move on Buttonholzer's part. Obviously, he's probably the coach of the year. But I don't like how he handled that rotation last night, man. Like, I Absolutely. Thought Bledsoe's defense wasn't great, but he actually had a decent game last night. But Van Vliet killed guys. Talk, Papa, Papa Van Vliet, man. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> nice player pet line, by the way. Shout out. That was yeah, awesome. That was me. Who's your daddy? Fed Van Vliet Sr. with 21. So, And I got to say, that's real. As a new dad, I have a two-year-old who hasn't slept in two years. So I know what it's like to be on no sleep. And to think that Fred Van Vliet can drop 70 points the night after is just absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, he's been just... I was toast the next day. Yeah, since since Fred Van Vliet Jr. has been born, he's 10 to 12 on threes. Uh, <laughs> and he had a good quote last night. Let's see if I can find it really fast. Um, he said... Oh, did I delete it? Or no, I think it got deleted. But it was... um. The, his formula for success is zero sleep, ha- have lots of babies, and let loose. So like, <laughs> as uh, my friend Adam Levitan would say, hashtag team sex. Man, <laughs> so. Oh, I love that. <laughs> hey, by the way, that's it's pretty crazy that Nick Nurse stuck with Fred Benvley because he was awful Dude. for like a three-week stretch. And then he's doing this. And so credit to Nick Nurse. Like, there were calls in the media who were like, let's play Jeremy Lin over him. And good thing they stuck with him because he's absolutely done phenomenal in these last two games and plus shout out to norman powell too has been really really good off the bench yeah and to add to that nick nurse after the game was saying like oh yeah i know van bleet wasn't shooting the ball well but not looking at the stat sheet he was making an impact on defense and just getting good shots and stuff so right it sounded like he had plenty of leash and i mean he's gonna play dfs wise like i think fev is like a lock man um 37 minutes just he's been tremendous um, just catch and shoot central. Obviously, Kawhi hooked him up. Mentioned those three point uh, assisted stuff. Mm-hmm. But I want to take um, just some deep dive on some Kawhi stuff. So um, Kawhi's actually been defended by Giannis very rarely, just thirty one possessions, um, which is kind of weird. I think that may be um, a possible thing they may have to adjust to. Giannis uh, held him just four points though. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, Kawhi on top of the offense, his defense has been absurd. Uh, Kawhi has. Um, Guarded Giannis for 131 possessions, just 26 points on those. Um, so their half court defense falls apart. Um, Kawhi just is, he's only had seven ISO def, uh, plays, which is pretty low uh, for as good as he is. Um, only allowed one make, obviously. Um, and then this is from uh, K- uh, Kirk Goldsbury. 
Uh, Giannis per 100 possessions by defender, minimum 100. Kawhi's help points, uh, 15.9. Next closest is double that. Uh, Blake Griffin <laughs> at 31.2. Uh, it's just he's just so so damn good, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't even know what else to say. But how do you? Anything you want to add? And then Ryan and I were Ryan Knoss and I were talking about it. Like, where do you take Kawhi next year? Knowing with what we know, with the whole leg thing we saw in the last game, two games ago, what do you think? I'll start with a quick thing on his defense before I get into that. Uh, you see Josh Lewenberg's tweet this morning. It's absolutely insane. Like, it basically is, uh, adds on to what you said. What, the Bucks are scoring 85.6 points per 100 possessions when Kawhi is on Giannis, and they're scoring 114.4 with anybody else on him. So obviously they're sticking with Kawhi on Giannis. And I want to see it the other way around, like you said. I want to see yeah. Giannis take command of that and just take command of that matchup and just have an epic Game 6 showdown. He needs to. Well, just to quickly on Giannis, he tweaked his right ankle twice. Um, we saw he missed a couple late possessions. Budenholzer was like, yeah, uh, he tweaked his ankle, didn't want to put him in there. We know Budenholzer was a little cautious. He did mm-hmm. miss two separate stints during March with a right ankle sprain, had another earlier right ankle sprain earlier, had another one in the postseason that was minor. So something to kind of keep an eye on. Um, but Just lucky it's not his right knee. His right knee. Yeah, been that's the one that three was years. since the he got pulled from Greek FIBA a couple years ago. Yep. Um, but yeah, any other things you want to add for the Raptors or any other takeaways from the Bucks? Possible adjustments. I think Malcolm Brogdon's going to get huge minutes. He was Absolutely. probably the best player for them yesterday. Mm-hmm. And at least Bloodsoe is usable now. Finally mm-hmm. had a good game after four miserable ones. So that's something nice. And they can't go back to Miritich. I'm sorry. Done. It's, done. Yeah. yeah, he's done. So I don't know where they're going to turn to. I bet they wish they had Christian Wood right now to bring off the bench. Nice. As like the eighth or ninth guy. Because I don't know who they're going to turn to, honestly. I don't think DJ Wilson's ready. He's I think you just got to go heavy, heavy six-man rotation and just mix in Connaughton where you can, really. Yeah, I, I agree. A seven-man rotation with Connaughton and George Hill, I guess. Yeah, yep. Exactly. So maybe Ily Silva if they go double big or something where they go like Surge or somebody next to Gasol right. or whatever. Yeah, we've seen Raptors go Surge, Siakam, and uh, Gasol, so you never know. Yeah, Miritich is minus thirty six uh, in like very limited minutes. Just been Eesh. shredded game after game, except for game two. I think he's been just yeah. Shredded. The last three he's been just shredded. Um, right. Minus eleven and nine minutes yesterday. Oh for four. He's done so. So yep. yeah, DFS wise, like we said, they're gonna have pretty tight rotations pretty much both ways. I mean, Raptors played just eight guys. Um Pow was kinda cold yesterday, but he's been really good. So So we're just Yeah, if Danny Green has if Danny Green has another bad game, you think Powell's the guy they turn to, so I think they're gonna stick with it. I think they're kinda comfortable with where they are, um, with their bench unit and stuff. Danny mm-hmm. Green just isn't really he he took three shots yesterday. Yeah, so, I mean he's not going to shoot. His defense is going to be fine, but you know he'll be open if he makes him great. So I think they kind of stick with what they're doing. Honestly, All right. So back you, to the second part of your question, yeah, by the way. So, so yeah. Kawhi Leonard's value next year. Um, if you had asked me two weeks ago, I think he'd be in the second round just because of the level we've seen in the playoffs. And then you see him start limping around. You see mm-hmm. that slow jog, that slow limp. Um, every time he dunks, he's just like in an incredible pain. And then you think think back, think back, okay, this is why he had, I think he played, yeah, 60 games played this year. So the load manage, the load management was absolutely necessary. So Without like a real, I mean, he was banged up and stuff, but he didn't have right. like a real injury where it's like, you saw him in game and he's like, oh, he's not playing tomorrow. We just kind of yep. knew, but it's just crazy. 
Yeah, they. I think he had like one or two personal absences as well. But yeah, yeah like literally. 60 games played, that's just insane. And if you're taking notes, it's like if you're the Clippers right now, you're the Knicks, whoever's whoever's in the mix for Kawhi's services, like you're like, okay, yeah, those games off were definitely needed because he's starting to break down a little bit. And he's still getting the job done, credit to him. But that quad 10 year path mm-hmm. is never going to go away. He's going to have that for the rest of his life. He's not getting any younger. So I think next year, I think you're marking him down for 65 games. That's uh, and that's being that's being very ambitious. Yeah, you too. could go lower, dude. Yep. Um, that's what I'm saying. The max you're going to get from him is probably 65 games. The load management is not going to go yeah, away. Yeah, you can't expect him to play 70. Right. For sure, like it's a degenerative issue that they've been saying. Um, Popovich has really talked about it, even with, like since 2014. He's kind of talked about the tendon issue. Like this is an yeah. ongoing thing, man. So, mm-hmm. and I know Adam Silver was like saying. Oh yeah, we thought that Kawhi was rested as a recovery because he missed so much time last season. Like, okay, sure. What are you gonna? What else is he gonna say? You know, like, oh yeah, right. We want our stars to sit so they're good playoffs. Like, nah. But mm-hmm. so yeah, it, it's I'm um, I'm I'm good. I'm good. And like like we were saying, um, I would take Zion over Kawhi. And it's not even close, which is crazy. I, I but, agree. But I just don't. I he's gonna miss games, man. And like I know mm-hmm. I kind of missed on on Kyrie for the same reason. But yeah. like we know for a fact that Kawhi is gonna miss games, and like we said, that he was limping around. And like, had this been a regular season, there's no chance he would have played last night. Zero. Exactly. So, and if you're Tony Parker and Greg Popovich right now, you're regretting saying huh. what you said about Kawhi just because you see like how much he's limping after these long seasons with that injury. Man, that injury is not going away. Like Tony Parker said, he had the same injury as Kawhi. That's not true. Yeah. His Kawhi's not degenerative like him. So. Yeah. Uh, I think they should. I bet they're regretting that right now. So one other quick note, just to add to that, um, Bruce Bowen does the color for the Clippers, and he had some comments about Kawhi a couple years ago because he's you know Spurs life, and mm-hmm. he's off the broadcast for the Clippers because they yeah. want to get Kawhi. I was like, yeah, exactly. Up? I think it was like a week after he was traded to Toronto, was he not? No, this they, is recent. Like okay, well, this is he just got. It was announced the other day that like they're taking him off the broadcast, Good. and like. You may like I don't I don't like I, they had Mike Fratello on for a couple games, right? I'm gonna miss Ralph Fuller. Oh me, oh my, he's retiring. So oh, he was awesome. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of old school with the old school with the a hand microphone, right? But, um, and man, a lot of old. I don't want to pile on for Marv, who I've is like an idol of mine, but man, he's kind of lost it, dude. Yeah, it's time for Iron Eagle to take over. Right. Sure. I, I, hey, I'm I'm cool with anybody but uh, Reggie Miller and Chris Weber. Yeah, I, I try not to blast those guys, but I just yeah. think Marv, Marv's a, I, I'd, like, it should, I would love, like, my dream of who's available would be Iron Eagle and one of the, maybe Richard Jefferson, I feel like is an up-and-comer, dude. Yeah, like, They're Jefferson so good awesome. on the Nets broadcast. Oh, yeah. Um, but, Absolutely. I mean, Mike Fratello would be really good. I always love the czar. So, mm-hmm. anyways, we won't talk too much about that. Anything else you want to talk about from this series? Uh, I think we nailed it pretty much. Yeah, I think so. Kind of where we were. All right, so let's talk some dubs. Not too much to talk about here. Um, other than I think Curry's insane, which we kind of knew. I think he's... I, got, I've, I had some hot takes on Twitter. I called Steph top five ever, which I don't think is that hot. Like he's. I don't think it's that hot. He's the I mean, best he's... shooter ever. Not argue, yeah. You can't argue that. What's the most important skill in basketball? Shooting. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's like, I just... I don't need to spend too much time on it. But one thing I, I do want to talk about. The best argument for, for you real quick is just look at the record with Curry and look at the record with yeah, Durant. That's also true. That's 28-1 or 29-1 or something now? 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. Something like that, yeah. And he's playing hurt, too. <laughs> yeah, man. He's just insane. He has three of the top five most efficient seasons ever for 30-plus usage rate. I can go on, but we won't do that. Okay, so I think the real big takeaways here is Durant's probably gone, right? We've seen yeah, some reports absolutely. he's going to either the Clippers or the Knicks or maybe Brooklyn. or I know Boston's trying to make a little push for him. Like, So what... What are your takeaways here? How high do you go on Steph? Um, Clay, who's been just great. He had a great season. We'll talk about that in a second with all NBA things. But um, what are your kind of takeaways here? Draymond Green's been great lately as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, My first takeaway is going to be for Durant. If you notice, you'll see Kendrick Perkins like on all these different networks for interviews. It's because he's really good friends with Durant. And since only Durant's inner circle knows what he's going to do, like they're begging Perkins to come on air. Like He's been at like four <laughs> different talk shows already. Yeah. And he has it down to the Knicks and the Clippers. He didn't even mention right. the Warriors. Yeah, so it's it's basically the Clippers and the Knicks right now. And I think it's funny, though. I want to say this real quick about Durant. He, he's getting triggered right now by Chris Broussard. Can you imagine him with the New York media? <laughs> like I feel oh like that'd God. be like a recipe for disaster. So I don't think it's that big of a difference, though. Like Durant is Durant. You know, I feel like that the way the NBA is covered now being coast-to-coast as much, I feel yeah. like the whole, like, Big market media getting covered, like what? Like LeBron was in Cleveland forever, and he Le- Cleveland was like, like okay. So I think the best way to illustrate this was so before LeBron was in, he was when he was in Miami. They had like nobody there. ESPN didn't mm-hmm. have any writers. They had like no national teams there. LeBron moves there, and then like they have like five different guys shift to Cleveland because it's LeBron. So yep. it's not to that level, but it's similar. Like Durant's Durant. I feel like him in a big market would be similar. Absolutely. Yeah. So what, where would you take Durant? Uh, let's, I think we should start with him. Um, is he back in the conversation in, in the top three? Five. I can't take him over uh, Harden. I can't take him over Cat. Um, and you're still taking AD top three. Just three hey, or if, four. If stays, I want to see yeah. how that shakes out. If he's still on the Pelicans roster, I'm going to be scared to take him in the top five. Completely agree. I'm assuming AD's. I'm assuming AD's moves. So I think so too. Um, but we can't assume that though. We thought he'd be traded the deadline or something. But that's true. That's so, true. But but then again, this is uh, David Griffin we're talking about here. So this yeah, is too so, much of a dicey situation to have in there. I would say KD and Curry are both around four and five interchangeable right there. I'm a little. I would take. I would take uh, Durant first. Just okay. Because Curry's getting a little bit older. Uh, mm-hmm. And he does have more of an injury history than Durant. Which obviously, Durant had the Jones fracture thing, but yeah, um, I would take him. But I would take him over. Yeah, I think probably through. No, I I may take Jokic, dude, just because I feel like I trust him more. Just because he's younger, right? We're gonna know where we get out of him a little bit more. And the Nuggets gonna be in the the playoff seeding mix again, probably around I would say three or four next year mm, if the Clippers exactly. get a big free agent. Clippers would be probably two. So Malone doesn't rest guys. Like I feel like he's a little bit safer. Right. He's going to be gunning for MVP more next year. Obviously, get the first team All NBA, which is great. Yeah, but... all three teams that won for me this year had Jokic on the team. So yeah. I I have a, do have a soft spot for him. So I would, oh, nice. I'm definitely taking Jokic top five. Which we talked about, dude. Late season schedules are big, man. Yeah, and that was the thing we talked about early in the season. Yeah, like, exactly. We were all in on Nuggets too. Like yep. we wish Gary Harris would have stepped up too because he would have been a great bargain yeah, where I got him. him. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, playoff schedules are huge, and this season you you got to factor in seeding for sure. That's Absolutely. the big, two big takeaways. Which there. we were kind of on, but even it's it's still huge. Um, yep. Anything else you want to talk about with the Warriors? Like, do you have any predictions before the series starts? Do you think the Warriors will take this in five or six? They they don't have home court. Um, if Durant misses the first two games, 
I think you got to favor the East team, as crazy as that sounds. I'll never like pick the, way... the Warriors ever. <laughs> but if the Rangers are the first two, it. I'll take it to seven. Right, like I, I get it. I mean, Curry, Draymond, Clay are all playing at like absurd levels. Yeah. But look, look at the Bucks and Raptors. They're both playing really, really well too. I think home court's really big in these playoffs. So I think it's going to go seven games either way. Uh, it just depends if if Durant misses three, four games, then you'll change your mind, maybe. No. Wow. I think Steph's a top five player, man. Cream rises to the I know. top. But... I just I just don't trust the Warriors' depth, like. It's for sure, real, that's definitely it's really shaky it. after number six. Like you're talking Drebko, Quinn Cook, like that's rough. Yeah, when Iguodala's, it, it, it'll be huge on Iguodala. Like Iguodala yeah. has to play like 35 minutes, which they don't want to do. Right. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just trust. I trust Clay and Steph and Dre. Yeah. The rest it. is going to help too. They still they got like eight days to the finals or something yeah, like that. Yeah, for sure. I, and I think they're kind of downplaying the Durant thing, man. I do too, man. I think he's playing. I know that sounds crazy, yeah. but and Demarcus Cousins too. I think I think he'll that's be true too. Like, that'll that'll help their depth as well. Fifteen minutes. So people are asking like, why are, why is Demarcus Cousins playing? Like this is his only shot at the yeah, title. I don't get that ever. either. So yeah, like he tore, sure he tore a muscle and he'll be taken care of. Like he and his um, the training staff he was talking about yesterday, they're kind of like in lockstep with their plan and everything, which is really cool. Right. But um, yeah. All right. Uh, I want to talk all NBA now. Let's do it. Okay, so the big headline, as far as ramification goes, is Kemba. Uh, he got the third team All NBA nod, so now he is eligible for a five-year, two hundred twenty-one million dollar deal. He's a free agent, as everyone knows, and the most another team could offer is a four-year, one hundred forty point six million dollar deal. So that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, we know he bought the house a couple years ago, so obviously this makes Kemba much more likely to stay. Would you agree? Yeah, he he built a huge house. I think it was like. Eight months ago, I drove by and it was just insane. Like he's setting down oh. roots in Charlotte, and every every time they've asked him, he's like, "I want to be a Hornet for life. I'm super loyal." But man, if he stays in Charlotte, he's he's basically ruining his shot at a championship forever, right? Because he'd be locked in for five years. He'll be what? I think he's going to be 34 at the end of that deal. That sounds right. Yeah, he's 29. Yeah, he's 29 now. Yeah. So yeah, he'd be 34 by the time that contract's up. And not to mention, the Hornets already have no flexibility. Even if Kimmo Walker leaves, like they're at the cap right now because Biombo's got an eighteen million dollar option he's taken. Kid Gilchrist has a huge option he's taken, and Marv Williams has taken his option too. So like they have no flexibility whatsoever, regardless of what Kimmo Walker does. Not to mention for their now. second best player, Jeremy Lamb. Yeah, for now. Yeah. Jeremy Lamb too. He could be gone too. Like this is just it's a bleak outlook for Charlotte, regardless of what happens with Kimba Walker. Yeah, so let's let's look at that real quick. So when does money start freeing up is the question. Um, the year after next. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's so yeah. Twenty twenty one. They'll have. Let me see here. They'll still have Batum. Yeah, they'll still have Batum. And they'll still have like one year of left of Cody Zeller. Zeller will have fifteen left. Yep. And that's it. Yep. So after those two years, that's when. This is why I think the Hornets will re-sign Kimba, and then when there's three years left in his deal. And they really need to start a rebuild. I think that's when they start shopping him because he's not going to stay here forever. He, like yeah. Kemba wants a shot at a title. He's too yeah. competitive not to. Yeah, so they're pretty much they'll be clear. in that Batum year. That last year Batum's deal is going to be rough. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like <laughs> thirty million, right? Twenty-seven point one. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> that's he rough, really man. deteriorated this year. Yes. Like, so that's he's going to have to wait uh, for three years. Really, I mean, no one's going to want to sign there with that Batum deal there. Exactly. Uh, and real quickly, uh, the big takeaway for me is draft Miles Bridges in the la- in the late rounds next year. Love Miles Bridges. Mm-hmm. He, was a, he was a savior for one of my championship teams too. Same here. Yeah, he yeah. was huge. So yeah, 
Um, Kemba, second round again. Um, let's say if he's if he's still in Charlotte, you're looking at a team fighting for the ninth and tenth seed again. So yeah, I think you can take him towards the bottom of the second round. Uh, and he doesn't want to. Sorry, I was gonna say he doesn't want to sit. Like he wants to play, yeah. and whatever he says, he's he's kind of above the organization. It's like if he wants to play, he's gonna play. But I mean, this guy, eighty last four years, eighty one, seventy nine, eighty, eighty two games. Like, yeah, love that. And that's crazy too, because he had three knee surgeries in the span of three years on the same knee. Yeah, and like he's still playing this many games. So yeah, they're all just cleanups, though. Like in, after the season, yeah. like he doesn't really have too much in season stuff. Right, it's so. basically like Westbrook's gonna have a cleanup pretty much every year now. Yeah, for sure. Once those guys kind of hit twenty five for as many miles around their tires. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else there? That's kind of it. So That's the it. other another big takeaway was uh, Rudy Gobert is now max eligible. So that eligible, um, it's a. So in the last, if he, if he takes the five year deal in the last, it's um he'll get sixty million uh, in his age thirty three season. Um, that's all the way in 2026, 2027. So I, I don't know if you could pay Gobert sixty mil in age. I mean the cap is going to go up, but not after what he did in the postseason. Yeah, I I think he's worth worth it early, but he strikes me as a guy for as long as he is. Like we know. A lot of those big dudes, they don't really last much into their thirties, man. That's true. Like, there's not many Very people true. to compare it to. Obviously, Yao Ming's kind of a different animal because uh, mm-hmm. he was really, really hurt all the time with the navicular bones and stuff. But right, that's gonna be rough, man. That's it's weird. Like usually these guys that are max eligible, it's like okay, let me sign you, like Cap mm-hmm. Booker, uh, so on. But like, I just I I don't think you could pay him that much at age 33. So they could do it for a four year though. Um, mm-hmm. Which I don't think is as bad, but still, like you're talking about, fifty-five million or whatever it's going to be at age thirty-two, it's just too much, dude. I was upset that he got all defense over Miles Turner. I'm sorry, I just was. I don't. I think I think he fully deserved it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that. Uh, and I thought so. If you want to talk about snubs and stuff, and you go Bears second rounder next year, obviously. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, easy. Um, so yeah, I'm good. I'm going to move on. Really, there's not much yeah, to talk I think, about that. I think Damian Lowe is the next guy yeah, up. Dame is another one. He, he's he's signing that four year so one ninety one million. I think that's a done deal. I think that'll be done. Like one of the first deals at six o'clock on June thirtieth. Yeah, people are going to point to like he's met with management over the last two years. Like, hey, give me some help or I'm gone. He's yeah. not turning down that much money. And you got to think if the Blazers had Nurkic, I think they're taking a game off Golden State. I think it's still over in five games that they have Nurkic, but. You still got a decent young core. You're gonna clear up some salary soon, and Myers Leonard might be usable now. He looked really good in the postseason, and you got Zach Collins gonna be another year older, so maybe you can get him involved. Yeah, Cantor's gonna be off the books. Like you have some wiggle room to make some room to make I some moves. I love Dame. I'll take Dame top five all day. I'll take Dame over Steph again. But sure. um, yeah, I think one of my big takeaways from the playoffs is well, Amin is a free agent next year, mm-hmm. so I think if he goes, then I'm gonna really be in on Zach Collins. We know we love guys who can shoot threes and block shots. Yeah, um, does have the foul issues, but I think he can be better there. So I'm gonna definitely gonna want to trap Zach Collins. If Amin is gone, like I'll probably take him round eight, round nine, maybe round seven. If because they're gonna be thin, man. They're not, not gonna have Nurk. That cap money's gone. So yeah, they're gonna have a tough time signing somebody. Yeah, I don't think Nurk plays next next year. Yeah, not until late. Not until not until you're, you can't really draft him. Right. Um. Or you know, ship an IR spot. 
Um, Cat missed out on uh, a five. He, he's getting five one fifty eight right now. But if he would have got an All NBA, it would have been up to five one ninety. So he would have made thirty two mil um, over a five year span. But still, thirty two million dollars is a nice chunk of change. But I, like I said, I love Embiid, right? But for mm-hmm. as many games as he missed, man, I would have given Towns the nod over him. But that's not the biggest snub to me. Who do you think? I'm sure we agree who the biggest snub was. Bradley Beal's the biggest snub, Dude, and it's not so close. bad. So bad. I don't get. Yep. That. I don't get that. Like I love Kemba, um, but I, I would have easily given it to to Beal there. I like, would have given. I would have made Beal second team, man. I would too. Look at the roster games. he had. Yeah. Like he made the Wizards competitive down the stretch too with Sadoransky, Jeff Green, Thomas Bryant. Like he carried that team, and they were within four. I think they were within four games to the very last couple weeks. But yeah, yeah Bradley Beal was playing at an absurd level. I think next year with John Wall pretty much questionable for the entire season. We said earlier, I think Brad Beal is a first round pick without a doubt. If well, the problem is the whole trade thing, though, man. Like if I knew he was going to play all season, I'd take him probably ten. Mm-hmm. But now he's like 13, 14, 15, just because I don't. I'm worried about them sitting him late. So it's it's possible. Yeah, we'll have to see how good they're going to be. Yeah, they're not going to. Uh, What's the East though? So that helps him a little bit. Exactly. He's been so so durable since he that uh, stress factor things behind him. But mm-hmm. how? I mean, I would have taken him over Westbrook over Kemba. Yeah, maybe, easily. Maybe Kyrie, just because of the game count. Would Kyrie Dude, I'm not taking Kyrie. I, I would take him over Kyrie for sure. Well, no, no, I'm just talking about for all NBA specifically. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But Kyrie's yeah, I would. awesome, but it's, what, a 15-game advantage? Mm-hmm. I think I think Kyrie played 67, if I remember. Yeah, 67, so. Yeah, I don't think Bill missed a, a game. 15, yeah, he played already, too. Hmm. So, so, like, people are like, yo, he's uh, he's on this seeded team. My thing is games played, man. Yeah. you got to play. Absolutely. you got to, if you don't play 70, 65 games, like, get out of here, dude. Yep. So, anyways... Uh, let's talk about uh, CP3 and Harden. Uh, a verbal back and forth post game uh, that went to the locker room. I don't really think it's a story. Do you? Um, it's fun. If, Paul, if Chris Paul is making less, yeah, maybe. But he's got he's on the books for 144. I don't think any team is going to save them from that. You could maybe point to the Suns if they if they don't get a point guard they want in the draft. If they strike out on a Mike Conley trade. If they don't get Ricky Rubio in free agency, like. They might look at it just no because they way. have so much. I'm, you heard Zach Lowe say it. Like they might look at Chris Paul. Yeah, if he, that's like the last resort option if they strike out. Oh man, I hope they don't do yeah. that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How could the Suns screw up anymore? I like Monty Williams so much. Right. And he compared him to Brandon Roy, who was one of my favorite kind of, I guess, cult figure players. Like I was yeah. a Brandon Roy guy. It's part of the reason why I always like Portland so much. It's just time to just put Devin Booker at point guard, man. Give Melton so. a couple years to develop. He's not ready yet. You guys put Booker at point and just do – you have Oubre come up. Uh, you can bring back Oubre. You can have so many good wings, Mikel Bridges. Like, there's no reason not to put Booker, Booker at point guard. Yeah. Josh Jackson gone or what? Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. So. Till- Him and Warren are both gone. Yeah, I think so. How, how, this, so, I guess just quickly back to draft. I think there's two teams that are for sure going to make a trade. Chicago's uh, one of them. Yep. <laughs> Chicago <laughs> is under pressure, man. I feel like they're going to just fold and do something that they shouldn't do yet. Like, they kind of have a timeline right now with mm-hmm. these young guys, with Wendell, who was hurt, but marketing's been good. Um, Chris Dunn's also a goner. 
Yeah. Um, if they take Kobe White, he and um, Chris Dunn have the same agent, which is hilarious. God, that'd be a terrible draft pick, too. I watched Kobe White. Yeah. I just don't see it. And any other draft, he wouldn't be in the top 10. Huh. He's got a 4.1 assist. Uh, I think it was like 2.7 turnover. It was bad. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. That's not good. But, um, yeah, so we'll kind of figure out where that where it goes with that. Uh, any Anything else you want to talk about? Who, draft who is the other team Who is the other team besides Chicago, you think, Phoenix. besides the Lakers? Okay, Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. So we've got Phoenix, Lakers, and Chicago likely to make moves. Yeah, so I think the reason for this is, like, the new lotto system, I feel like it's going to put more pressure on guys because you can't really count on tanking as much. Yeah. So I feel like you got to kind of force your own hand, which I don't agree with, but we'll see. I mean, if anything, it's going to make more teams – want to tank because look the pelicans were like eight best odds or something like that and one yeah so you're looking at the bottom maybe eight or nine teams maybe Super doing a bit of shade yeah. stuff and I, I, know, I wrote this down too it's completely unrelated but i'm kind of worried about memphis they have a top six protected pick mm-hmm. so i think they really before it goes unprotected the year after so i think if you're taking jaron jackson jr which i plan to do and jay moran i think you have to be kind of careful in that last month i think things can get pretty shady there yeah um I don't know. I want to try. I want to try to convince myself into them playing, mm-hmm. but I, I hate drafting Grizzlies, man. I have for so many years now, mm-hmm. really almost since Parrot took over. I'm always, I'll draft Conley here and there because he's so good and he's on. But and I know for for a fact that Memphis Grizzlies want to keep that one through six pick because the 2020 draft and an early look is really really strong. They got a guy. They call him Baby Zion, Anthony Edwards. Oh, nice. Uh, Georgia commit. He's really solid. They got James Wiseman, another. Really, really strong big, so this draft's looking a lot better than this one. Nice. And yeah, so they have to finish to ensure they pick top six. They have to finish second. Yep. First. So that's, mm-hmm. tough. that's a tall order. Yeah. Some crappy. Well, there won't be as many bad teams. Well, I think we know who the worst team's going to be by a mile, and I think it's going to be Cleveland. I was going to say the same thing, yeah. Getting the fifth pick, oh, that's just rough yeah. in a top heavy draft. Brutal. Oh. Yeah. Yep. But, I mean, the West is going to be open. The Pelicans will probably be pretty good. The, I think the Suns are still going to be bottom four. Yeah. But I think yep. they only won 19 games this year, so I feel like they'll probably get to 25 maybe. Uh-huh. But, well, if the Suns can bring in Mike Conley, I know a lot of their beat writers link them yeah. to him. Um, I think they can move up to, like, 10th or 11th in the West. Yeah. It's not that big of a stretch when you think Aiton's going to take another step. Booker's going to take another step. we got Mikel Bridges. Kelly Oubre was really, really good. So. Yeah. Some good pieces there. And then everybody else in the West won 33 or more games. Yeah. So it's going to be... If you want to tank it, man, you, you definitely could. Mm-hmm. But you got to do it early, though. <laughs> yep. This would be the year, too, because look, there's so many teams like near the bottom of the lottery that are going to improve. I think Atlanta's going to take a big jump. Yeah, they look good late in the season. Yeah, they got some really nice young pieces. And I really like Lloyd Pierce, man. I think he's the perfect yeah, I love coach. That guy. I love yeah. him since my first, uh, one of my first summer leagues. He was a coach for the... The Sixers teams, and he's just like so, just smart, and just you just see him coach up dudes. He's just such a great hire. We've talked about that before. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then I guess lastly, we'll end on LeBron possibly recruiting Jimmy Butler, which I don't quite buy. Um. But I do somewhat buy the Kyrie talk. Yeah, Ky- Kyrie. I think Kyrie can is seriously going to go to the Lakers. Like they keep saying the Knicks. I don't. I just don't see it. I think the Knicks are going to be more apt to go after Kimba Walker. To, to be completely honest. Because they can get them cheaper. Yeah. And, I mean, we've seen the red flags with Kyrie in the playoffs. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. That knee, he's had that some, he's had some green flags, though. That's true. The, <laughs> the, knee, the knee really scares me about Kyrie. I think that's the biggest thing. I'm, never, I'm not drafting Kyrie probably ever again. 
Yeah. I've never really drafted him, except for the first year I went to Boston, I drafted him, which didn't work out. It burned me right. to get hurt. But, um, yeah. All right, I think we're good. Anything you want to add? Nope. Kyrie to the Lakers. Book it. Nice. All yeah, I we'll say. be doing plenty of free agency talk. Um, and what do you think about this news today that the free agency is going to start at 6 o'clock Eastern now? That's nice, man. You like I, it? I don't. I kind of don't like it. I kind of like the whole nine o'clock well, you're West, West Coast. Coast I know. Yeah, for sure. West, it's like a I'm huge staying factor. up till five a.m. every free agency, just wired, just yeah. like having a blast, and then I'm wake up the next day like crap. <laughs> yeah, man. So hopefully have to figure that out. But yeah, it's gonna be because we usually like it starts to die down according like based on last year at like I want to say three thirty four in the morning. So yeah, like, the okay, previous year was like 4.30. There was a Batum signing at 4.30 in the morning that I, I remember grabbing. Yeah. I was like, wow. There's a couple so. that are just kind of spotty, but it's going to be weird how that works out. Like You can sort of tell when like Woj stops tweeting and right. Stein and Haynes and all those guys. You're like, oh, because it's t- take a nap or something right now. Right. So it's going to be interesting, but I can't wait. It's gonna This is going to be such a wild year. We say that every year, but I can't wait. Yeah, how many years are you going to have Durant, Kawhi, all, Kyrie Irving all hitting free agency? It's just wild, Anthony man. Anthony Davis trade rumors. Yep. It's... Chris Paul to the Suns. <laughs> Conley's going to be tra- – Conley's traded by uh, June 1st or, or July 1st or what? Yeah, I think so. I think so. There's no, there's no reason to bring him into the beginning of the season. Yeah. Like, I don't buy that mentorship thing for Jay Morant. Thing. Yeah, I don't either. You got DeLon Wright anyway, so. Yeah, I like him too. I think they mm-hmm. can play next to each other quite a bit. Yeah. All right, so we're out of here on that. You guys enjoy the NBA Finals. Should be great stuff, and we'll have plenty of draft stuff coming up. Rob John, Raphael Johnson's been just tremendous with the additional coverage. Um, you know, you're doing a mock draft. Uh, I got a couple things I'm going to work on for columns. Should be pretty fun. Can't wait. Thanks for having me on. You got it. Take care, guys. With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can give your lawn or garden beds a pop of color and protection. Right now, get a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch, five bags for just $10. Help your soil retain moisture longer with color that lasts up to 12 months. Shop Memorial Day savings for a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch, five bags for just $10 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.